What a great and joyous, joyful thing it is to hear the handbells play. What a joyful thing it'll be to hear them play again tonight and the children sing. What a joy it is to be with you this holiday season. What a joy that we sing when we sing of the coming King. Joy, it's such a wonderfully simple word, but it implies so much more than we can fathom. Today we lit the candle of joy, and on this day it's an expression of the joy of the soul. And we hear about the One who is coming to break free from the darkness and bring to us the magnificence of light. Today is the day that we look to the one who was first on the earth to know for sure that Christ, the Messiah, was coming. And He was coming now. The rose or pink colored candle on the wreath is one that symbolizes joy, but its color goes beyond that to represent Mary, the very mother of Jesus. The one who heard the angels first say to her that she would carry the one who would be called Emmanuel. God is with us. The very Son of God. Mary was blessed beyond all belief, and even her cousin Elizabeth proclaimed that she would be blessed among all women, and her child would be called blessed. But the child that is to come is the one who is going to bring joy and its anointing to all of the world. The call of Isaiah in our scripture this morning shows us the change that is about to happen. The verses show us the beautiful, the beautiful things, the beautiful representation that our eyes are going to see as we put aside the nighttime and the dark and we look to the one who's going to bring with him light and righteousness to the nations. Even Mary's song favors back to that great prophecy of the one who is coming to bring freedom from the darkness. Isaiah says in verse 10, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. And then we hear Mary sing her Magnificat, sing her praise in Luke chapter 1 with the words, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. My soul rejoices. My soul has joy. My soul in the old language magnifies the Lord. There's a magnificence that comes from God, that wipes out the deeds of darkness, the deeds of night, and replaces everything that is terrible and horrible with everything that is good and delightful. And we see the list before us in Isaiah. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to free the captives, to give, to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort those who mourn, to bestow upon them beauty instead of ashes, joy instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. Furthermore, when the Lord comes, He brings with Him a double portion to those who are faithful. They will receive what they have never understood in their lives. They will be the faithful will be great among all peoples. They will be rich and they will be provided for. They will be blessed. Now this is a big deal, especially for us who want to look at our children and say, you're going to be great when you grow up. You're going to do great things. You're going to be wealthy. You're going to be blessed. We say this, perhaps our previous generation said it to us, but imagine being the Israelite people who are hearing this. Imagine being the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth generation to live under tyranny. To live in a land where your hometown has been demolished and destroyed. 
To be a people who have been oppressed for generation after generation after generation. And when the Lord comes, He's bringing with Him a double portion. He's bringing with you not just your inheritance that you will receive, the inheritance that has been missing for generations. When God says He is going to bless them, the joy that must come in their hearts to think, finally, for once in our lives, we will be great. We will be a great people. We who have been lost to antiquity will be blessed. The blessing will be so abundant that other nations will look at them and desire to be like them. They will praise the God who, sp <clears throat> who sprung up for them everything good. And everyone will know that true joy comes only from the Lord their God. Perhaps that's why people have a hard time understanding what joy is. Because true joy only comes from knowing the Lord their God. Yet, we as a people have sought joy in so many other places. We try to find it in relationships. We try to find it by buying something for someone. We try to earn it. We try to steal it. We try to capture it. But perhaps the true joy that we need to seek is the joy that can only come from God. For in God's joy, God sent His one and only Son so that the world through Him might be saved and have a joy that's everlasting. The joy of Christmas is understanding that the greatest thing to ever come into this world was about to come. It wasn't coming because someone bought it or gathered it. It wasn't coming because someone asked for it. Christmas was about God giving to the world, but the world didn't even know it needed but what God saw as the only thing that it could ever bring its true joy. Salvation, life, light, abundant, beautiful. Christmas or Christ's coming is about the thing that we don't even know we need and about which we should be forever grateful. Yet the joy of Christmas has been overcome by a season of complete and unreasonable expectation. People seem to be just running around like crazy preparing to have this picture-perfect holiday or Christmas season. It actually started about a month ago in Thanksgiving when you had to have everything just right and you could post your picture of your happy little family with everything in its place, with every decoration perfectly balanced on the tree. We do everything to create this image that can be shared for everyone to see the happiness but it may not yet express the true experience of joy. Author Joshua Becker puts it this way in an article entitled, All the Things You Don't Need for a Perfect Holiday. Beaming faces, sparkling eyes, glistening gifts, the bountiful tables of food will be shown on media platforms of every sort. Many of these images will stand side by side with corporate logos and retail stores. It would seem from the image on the screen that items are, these items are essential for a perfect holiday because obviously the smiles are bigger, the family is happier, and the lights shine brighter if and only if we buy the consumer products to make it so. I assume one of the reasons for the effectiveness of these ad campaigns is because we all desire a joyful and merry holiday season. We cherish our time with families and we want it to be picture perfect. We love our kids and we want them to be happy. 
And we all enjoy times of celebration and desire them to be memorable. But let's remember one important truth today. You don't need any of those things for a perfect holiday season. It's all because the holiday season is about family. It's about thankfulness. It's about faith and love and peace and joy. It's about reflecting on the year that was and looking forward to the year that can be. It's about counting the many blessings that we already have and it's about slowing down long enough to appreciate the things that matter most. We get so frustrated as a people as we're weary chasing after a perfect holiday season and we never take time to look and enjoy the one that is right in front of us. The holiday season is right in front of us. No matter what we've made of it, what we've done, uh, done with it, it's right in front of us, but we don't slow down just enough to see it. Because somewhere along the way, we have forgotten this thing called gratitude. You see, it's been said that gratitude unlocks the fullness of everything in life. Gratitude turns having enough, it turns, not, turns exactly what we have into enough and much more. Gratitude turns our denial of someone's love into acceptance. Gratitude changes chaos into order. Gratitude changes confusion into clarity. Gratitude can make a simple meal a feast, a house, a home, a stranger, a friend. Gratitude can change the world when we stop and we're thankful for the things of which we've been blessed, when we slow down enough to notice our blessings, we begin to see that already we have everything we need for a perfect Christmas. Most of all, we have that one thing, that one joy that overcomes our souls every time we experience it anew. We have the birth of Christ, our Savior. We have the reminder that Christ came into this world to save sinners just as we are. We have Christ, that one who came as a free gift from God to bring joy, unending joy, into the souls of those who would praise Him in the highest heavens and glorify their Father in heaven. The joy of Christmas is not in anything we try to create or make. It's not in gatherings or food. It's not in the packages or the decorations. The true joy of Christmas is in the light of the world that came to give freedom from our own darkness to sin and death. The joy that is found in opening our eyes and having an abundance of gratitude for the great gifts of God that He has given us in this life that we have and that we have an opportunity to offer back to Him in service and in praise. Mary's response to the greatest joy that she had ever experienced was to sing, was to magnify the greatness of God in her soul. She expressed gratitude for God and looked on who looked on her with favor, and every generation then on would call her blessed. In her Magnificat, she proclaims that my spirit has rejoiced only in God my Savior. The Mighty One has done great things for me. His name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear Him. He has done a mighty deed with His arm. He has satisfied the hungry with good things. He has helped His servant Israel. He is mindful of His mercy. Mary's gratitude overwhelmed with rejoicing back to her God. Gratitude. 
Gratitude for the great things that God is going to do. Gratitude for the great things that God has already done. Gratitude is what brings true joy into Christmas. And joy is what overflows with gratitude back unto God. Gratitude for everything that God has given. Gratitude that could never be bought, but is best when it's given away. The joy that we have and the joy that we share is in the gratitude that we offer to God and to one another. The thankfulness that we have as we share in the love of Christ with one another. As we look to live towards a love and a light that abolish the darkness. The greatest gratitude we have for the light that came for us is Christ Jesus our Lord and being thankful for the life that He has given us. Abundant and full. Christ has shown upon us with a great light of joy, showing all that God has blessed us with. For we have the joy of Christ along with the hope and the peace of a life that is made fuller and fuller in His love. And we proclaim to God be the glory, to Christ be the thanks for the joy of this holiday Christmas season. Amen.